to your journey on Wellness Way. My name is Kim Lewix. I'm a registered yoga instructor through Yoga Alliance and a certified Ayurvedic wellness counselor. On this podcast, we will discuss ways for enhancing our health through nutrition, fitness, aromatherapy, bodywork, daily routines, and the general connection of mind, body, and spirit. My goal is to share my past and current explorations in the systems of yoga and Ayurveda, which is the ancient traditional science of life, to create more joy, more vibrancy, sustainability, and longevity for ourselves and for our community. Please join me on Wellness Way. Listener, I'm coming to you from the middle of the Saguaro National Forest. Uh, my husband Ben and I just recently decided to make a big commitment to spend more time living in nature. So we invested in an RV and we're going to start our adventure by traveling a few days per month to see Arizona's beautiful parks. It's a gorgeous fall afternoon here. And I'm surrounded by the steadfast swirls and the majestic mountains in the distance. We actually came here to enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday and are finding so much more to be thankful for in the gifts that nature brings to us. As I gaze out at this impressive scenery, I'm reminded of how fundamental the building blocks of nature really are. Since we've been here, I've been captivated by the vastness of this desert sky. The grass is blowing in the wind as they catch the golden yellow fire of the sun and this morning's early shower that generated a most tremendous rainbow. And of course, the sturdiness of the saguaro cactus that are clinging to the earth everywhere in this landscape, their arms pointing which way in that, like signposts. Space, wind, Fire, water, and earth are so well represented in this one breathtaking viewpoint. And what we see all around us exists deep within us, too. It's amazing to realize that our own bodies contain these same elemental building blocks space, wind, or air, fire, water, and earth. In fact, Everything in the physical world, all matter, is composed of these five elements. In Ayurveda, they're called the Pancha Mahabhutras. Pancha, the number five, Maha, meaning great, and Bhuta, meaning element, Pancha Mahabhuta. These individual elements generate their own unique qualities when they combine and transform. Space, as energetic particles, create air when their particles combine to form molecules and atoms. Space plus air form hydrocarbons that create the components for fire. And mixing space, air, and fire can eventually result in water. And when all preceding elements combine, there's form or earth. 
So let's take a look at the individual details of these building blocks or elements. By the way, this is our letter for the week, B for building blocks. The first one is ether or space, which is called akasha in Sanskrit. It's the form from which all other elements are built. It's where sound is born because its essence is vibration. And because of this, the ear is its sense organ, a hollow, spacious structure containing very thin bones that are responsible for transmitting sound from our environment into our brains. Sound cannot exist without space and its lack of resistance. Made up of only energy particles, space is the most subtle of the elements and it's the medium through which the other elements can manifest. It isn't perceived and can pass through anything. Its other qualities are subtle, soft, clear, smooth because it's frictionless, and expanding. If you could relate space to some kind of a material, it would be akin to a stimulant like caffeine or a nervine that's calming, that can subtly affect us. Slightly denser than space is air, or vayu, as it's called in Sanskrit. Air or wind is made up of space plus air. Space creates the air with its subtle vibrations and air is capable of taking on directional movement with specific functions, right? It moves blood through our arteries and veins. It moves food through our digestive tract and it transmits nerve impulses with lightning speed to and from the brain. This quality of air or the qualities of air are rough, dry, light, cold, and very mobile. Our sense of touch cannot be perceived without vibration or movement. So the skin is the organ of the air, right? It's touch because it's the perceiver in changes of pressure, vibration, and friction. And when friction occurs, the result is light and heat, which is the third element, or fire. The fire element isn't just the flame of fire, but it's the aspect of conversion and creation. Its qualities are hot, sharp, and penetrating. I think the best example of this is the sun, whose heat is responsible for transformation and life itself. But there's also the aspect of light or illumination for this element. And therefore, the sense of sight is connected to the fire element. Because light allows us to see a form, the degrees of light and dark, and various frequencies of color. When space, air, and fire combine, they result in water. And as fire condenses, 
it forms steam, then water, right? The increased density of this element gives cohesion, right? Provides the cohesive quality so that substances can keep their form or integrity. Its qualities are flow or flowing, wet, soft, but it can be dull and cloudy or stagnant. Water is what protects, lubricates, transports like air, circulates like air, nourishes, and binds us. Plasma is an example of a binding quality of water or liquid that binds nutrients we take in, like sap in a tree. And another example is cerebrospinal fluid, which nourishes the brain and protects it and the spinal cord from injuries. The sense of water is taste. And this is interesting. But we can't taste with a dry tongue. Try it sometime. Take a towel, dry your tongue, and then try to taste something. You need the liquid or water and the cohesiveness of it to perceive any type of flavor. And finally... I'm going to talk about the last element, which is earth. And by now, you can guess that this element is formed by combining all of the prior elements together. When water dries, it forms earth and becomes a substance with a definite shape. It forms the densest of all materials to generate stability, which can be perceived by all of the senses. Its qualities are a grossness, meaning heaviness, depth, staticness, and a hardness. It has a unique sense in that we can smell with the earth element because in order to receive a scent, a particle needs to come into contact with an earth-type material for us to be able to smell it. Another kind of interesting way that that sense is produced So, of course, now you can see how every natural thing would consist of these five elements in their own unique combinations. Space is required for movement. The movement of air combines with heat for conversion to take place. And water becomes the container, controller, and regulator of fire. And when all the elements combine, there is stability and a form called earth. A piece of fruit, a tree, animals, and human beings are all made up of natural elements, these five natural elements. If we feel something has too much heat, it can be balanced and cooled with air or water. If you need to lose weight, you can lighten up. If you feel lightheaded, You depend on more grounding substances to anchor you. So the five elements are central to the balance of our health. And their balance is what we should strive for. It's a constant play of opposites for us to maintain balance because we are existing in a constant state of flux. The nature of life itself is flow. Last week on the podcast, I talked about what life means in Ayurveda. And its definition is the period of time 
where an uninterrupted flow of nature occurs through form. In other words, the material outside the body gets transformed inside, and the inside of the body then gets transformed to the outside. And this is the flow of nature. So, as a flowing entity, we need ways to regulate, harmonize, and balance ourselves so that we can prevent stagnation or depletion, which lead to disease. And since it is the five elements that create us and make us the physical, emotional, and mental beings that we are, then it is with these five elements we can balance ourselves. But it's important to note that each of us contains specific qualities of these five elements for us to possess the distinctive qualities that we have. So we each have our own unique recipe and we need to listen closely to what the elements of space, air, fire, water, and earth represent so that we can learn the best ways to harmonize wellness for ourselves. The recipe for balancing space needs to balance its innate qualities of being soft, clear, smooth as it's frictionless and expanding. Space is best balanced by the opposite qualities of hard, dim, or dark, rough, and watery. Because water is more contained, right? If you feel like you're spacey, you may need to get grounded with more of the earth-type qualities like heaviness, staticness, and hardness. For activities, this can be walking in nature on the hard-packed earth or near rough boulders or trees or cactus like we have here or doing yoga with poses that are close to the ground lying or seated or using props to hold you in place like sandbags on your thighs if you're doing uh, a seated forward bend or a bolster under your knees if you're doing shavasana to kind of make your head your legs feel heavier or even a small bag over your eyes to release your face and your muscles of your head and to feel that groundedness. Food choices are ones for fall and winter because they have the ideal qualities for balancing space and they would be heavier like chilies or stews, meats or heavier grains Beans and nuts and root vegetables would be also be a good choice. Think about winter. It creates a contrast to the airiness of space. Think of the blanket of snow covering the ground and weighing down the trees and the frozen ice on the branches. The recipe for balancing air is similar to space, but requires even more tethering as wind can make you feel as though you aren't settled. You've changed your course too abruptly and you're now off balance. 
As opposed to space, air is rough and cold. So you need to counteract that with things that can soften, warm, and protect you, like scarves, hats, gloves, thick socks. The wind is light and can be drying and very mobile. So try to find activities that will stabilize, moisten, and still yourself. Warm baths come to mind here. Maybe not so much outdoor walking, especially when it's cold and windy, but yoga poses for stabilizing would work, um, including balancing poses, and you can use the support of a chair or a wall to assist you with that. For yoga, it would also be beneficial to end with more compact poses, such as child's pose, or by using a blanket when you're finalizing your yoga posture um, series to cover yourself when you end in relaxation pose. For foods that counteract air, you can look to the weighty items that counterbalance space, same thing, such as soups and stews, but you should also include foods that have more liquid content, such as warm gravies, sauces, and of course, um, teas would be nice for that. Now, fire is hot, it's sharp, and it's penetrating, remember. With too much fire in your system, you can feel angry more often, and you can be irritated and on edge. Physically, you can be inflamed as well. So a recipe for balancing fire will need to be cooling, soothing, kind of dull or bland, and calming. And activities could be like swimming, or floating type activities like in a boat or canoe or in an inner tube, (laughs) any type of that kind of thing where you can just let yourself flow. I immediately think of water type actions, but not rigorous in nature, like not competitive swimming, because that can generate more heat. And if you can't get into the water or a boat, maybe floating in your bathtub or listening to some music with water sounds would help. Gentle yoga poses like yoga nidra would be the best for calming fire, the fire element. Yoga nidra is a form of meditative visualization that puts you in a state between sleep and wakefulness and allows you to focus on your body, your breath, and present moment awareness. So it puts you in a very calm quality. And I'll put a link in the show notes for a short yoga nidra that I have a recording for. Um, So you can use that as a resource if you'd like. For foods, try incorporating cooling items that have bitter or stringent tastes, such as lettuces, yogurts. Um, Sweet fruits are good. They're cooling. Vegetables like cucumber and asparagus are good, or herbs such as coriander are also good. But for excess excess heat, excessive heat, the best idea is to eat more blandly by avoiding spices and rich foods. And even though we are speaking of cooling foods, ice drinks and ice cream aren't recommended by Ayurveda as they disrupt the digestive system. It's a very important concept, which we will address in another podcast. On to the next element, water. The water element is flowing 
It's wet, nourishing, and it's soft, but it can also be dull and cloudy or stagnant. So let's start with the quality of dull or stagnant. You may have more fluid in your body that can be characterized by immobility, such as edema or another type of swelling. But you could also have more mucus in the form of a stuffed nose or congestive cough. So to balance this type of water element, you might need to get things flowing a bit more with movement and or clarifying practices like using steam. And if I feel like I have some water retention in the area of the belly, I'll try some gentle yoga twists to stimulate the release of that. On the other hand, if you're feeling like your nose or your eyes are always running, if you have allergies and you're always having some water releasing, then you have a movement imbalance. So you probably want to dry yourself up a little bit and avoid moist climates at that time, like rainy weather and things like that. And you could try to eat more drying foods that have salt or that are like grains and rice that can absorb the water. But there are also some spices, and we're going to be talking about this in the future as well, such as turmeric, um, clove, or even garlic that can enhance heating and drying qualities to help with that excess water element. Heat is always a good idea for generating a drier environment. But as a warning in general, having more water in the system is nourishing and protective. So please do keep drinking water. Don't stop that important process from happening. And as I presented earlier, the earth element has qualities that balance well with the first two elements of space and air. Its qualities, the earth's qualities, have the attributes of being gross, heavy, static, and hard, which can be counterbalanced by Attributes of subtle, light, mobile, and soft. So being in nature at the ocean be awesome or atop a hill or in a meadow where you can feel the flow of the air or as in the case of the ocean, the flow of the water. That would be very beneficial. And movement of any kind helps balance the earth quality. It dancing, a flowing type of yoga, putting all the postures together in a nice smooth flow, or Tai Chi is good for perpetuating that fluidity and circulation. Exercise in general can really balance the earth element. And eating foods that are lighter in nature, like salads or brothy soups, and staying away from those heavier foods like meat, root vegetables, or anything rich, So as we look for ways to balance the qualities of space, air, fire, water, and earth, let's keep in mind that we should be seeking out as many natural substances as we can, ones that are made up of the elements. These are the only components that correspond to our body's makeup. Nature's creations will be much more easily accepted by the body than any synthetic material because we're made up of the five basic naturally occurring occurring elements. 
Space, air, fire, water, and earth. Everything is absorbing and releasing these elements and energy all the time. The microcosm reflects the macrocosm and vice versa. Therefore, taking care of ourselves is taking care of the nature. And taking care of the nature is taking care of ourselves. Stay tuned for next week when we discuss the three functional energies that are based on these five elements and how they form to create the entire mind-body system. Next time you will have the opportunity to learn about your individual constitution so that you can better manage your physical health, your mental harmony, and your spiritual well-being. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to being with you next time on Wellness Way.